Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of History Creeps. I am one of your hosts, uh, Carter Johnson, and with me today are two gentlemen that, as far as the government's concerned, they would rather not have you hear them talk. So, uh, from and a dark the audience, right? From a darkened room in our studio, uh, where we have digitally uh, enhanced his voice, uh, Johnny Townsend. <laughs> and from another part of our darkened uh, studio here is a, a gentleman that gets very strange phone calls uh, in the middle of the night, Chris Chavez. What's up, guys? How's it going? I don't need to digitally change my voice because everybody already knows it's me anyway. So <laughs> Cutter's like, CIA, FBI, here's my address. Come at yeah, me, bro. Yeah, ain't scared. Ain't Come scared. at me, bro. <laughs> Just give me more stories. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Just give me more material, man. Yeah, more, more, more fodder for my books. Uh, that's funny. Did you guys ever see Sneakers, the Robert Redford movie? Oh, I've yeah, way back, <laughs> way back in the day. Yeah, he, the, those guys come in to hire him, and, and he's like, you're, you're the guys I hear breathing on the other end of my phone. He's like, no, that's the FBI. Oh, so you just you just overthrow governments, install friendly dictators. No, that's the CIA. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, okay. So run out of today, today, right? The alphabet agencies. Oh, yeah. Agencies. Uh, What's so up, today, fellas? Today, we're going to be talking about some really weird crap that's been happening recently. This is like uh, a, a whole episode of current creeps. Not really history, but kind of history. Basically, yeah. It's history being made. That nobody seems to care about. And it does go back. It goes back to what? Well, who knows? But at, at least the whole shadowy, you know, organization of it is the, the 40s and 50s. So it is kind of historical. Yeah, I, think, I would say. Go ahead, Johnny. All I was going to say is also, I think, uh, though, it's not that people don't care about it, is that they release this stuff at a time where people are kind of more worried about other things. Yeah. Which is, you know, seems to be something that the government is pretty good at. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a subconscious. Uh, it's it's they're putting it into the subconscious of the of the populace. Yeah, because we literally live in a time now where the government goes, oh, yeah, we study UFOs. Yeah. So what? So, so obviously, what about it? obviously, yeah. there's other life on this planet. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Or uh, this universe. We uh, uh yeah, we put uh, 22 bajillion dollars into just to study other stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's pretty actually, cool. It was, actually, it was only $22 million, but you were close. <laughs> <laughs> I made up a number. I don't know about you, you guys. You were close. You got the 22 part, right? I, hey. well, I don't know about you guys, seriously, but to me, this is exciting. Like, I am so into what's happening right now. Like you said, Johnny, it's historical, and I feel like it's like stuff that we've been waiting for as kids. We would stuff. I was always into X-Files. I always picked up the books from the library that were about UFOs. Uh, yep. I remember reading those stories about, you know, in the fifties, those people going for the drive and all of a sudden the light comes on over their car, you know, radio goes off, car dies, and they have that first experience. Like I used to love that. And I'd stare at the night sky all the time, hoping, hoping to see something up in the sky. I've not, I, I've always had experiences once here and there in my life where I always thought, could that have been like, I, I wasn't sure, but I've never had a definitive experience. And now we're being told, like you said, by the government, uh, yeah, obviously we're, we're we're looking into this stuff, and there's a lot more to it. We can't tell you. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, we could tell you, but then we'd have to kill you. Yeah. So, Carter, tell the good people what we're doing today, what we're talking about. Uh, well, what we're talking about right now is uh, a New York Times article, or series of articles, I should say, um, about a Pentagon UFO program that, according to the reporting, uh, goes all the way back to Project Blue Book uh, in the 50s. Um, 52, I should say. Uh, Project Blue Book started in 52. Now, our listeners and you guys uh, know that we've, we've brought up Project Blue Book uh, offhand a couple of times. Um, what our listeners may not be familiar with is that Project Blue Book actually ran a lot longer than the project code name Blue Book. Um, it, it became uh, Project Sign in the mid-60s, I believe. And after that, it was Project Grudge um, for, I think, another 10 or 12 years. And I believe it had one more project code name before they, quote-unquote, shut it down. Um, now, these are all things that aren't mentioned in this article, but I'm a nerd about UFOs, so I know this stuff. Um, and incidentally, I used to have a copy of Project Blue Book that I bought in Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> have since lost it. Wish I hadn't now, but, quote unquote you know, say lost. la vie. Quote unquote lost. Right? Yeah, it, it could be stolen. We don't Strange know. Strange phone calls. <laughs> Losing Strange. books. Strange this, phone calls. This already yeah. feels like yeah. an X, X Files episode, man. Let's get into this, man. <laughs> uh, I'm excited, so, dude. Right? So yeah, I, I, this, I wanted to bring this up. Stuff, I wanted to bring this up before we get into the meat of all this, because I think this uh, this thing should be set up to lead into the next part of the discussion. Well, go ahead. But, We're only on the appetizer course. Anyway, <laughs> so. And I think that's what this is. This is the appetizer. So the guy from Blink-182 is Tom. How do you say his last name again? DeLong. Thank you. Uh, Tom DeShort. He, <laughs> uh, so obviously he's, he's always been hardcore into UFOs and aliens and stuff. Like even before he was in the, the band Blink-182 and before they got super famous and rich and all that stuff. So yeah. he was always into them. Yeah. Uh, the the reason that I'm even bringing him up is he's actually pretty vital to all of this. Right. Strangely, strangely, oddly enough, he did an interview uh, with uh, Joe Rogan on his podcast, a really popular podcast he does. And I highly recommend anybody go out. It's on YouTube or it's on anywhere you listen to your uh, your your podcasts and stuff. And you can find this the full interview. It's like a little over an hour long, and it is mind blowing and fascinating <laughs> at the same time. Because the whole time he's saying all this stuff about uh, all this high cl- high uh, access he got, all these high-ranking officials that talked to him about this stuff, all of it is blowing your mind. Because when you this is the same guy who's saying, "What's my age again?" and it just blows <laughs> mind. To be fair, uh, I don't know if you know if you're big Blink One Eighty Two fans, but the, he actually has a song that they wrote called "Aliens Exist." As well. Yep, I remember <clears throat> that song. <laughs> yeah, and it's a cool song. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was a few, maybe last month or a month before, where I had was it. When did that podcast come out? Because I remember I heard it and I brought it up. I was telling you guys about it. I feel like it was in early December or late November, around in there. I yeah, think. yeah, I think it was. I think it was November. Yeah, I remember listening to it and just thinking to myself, like he totally sounds legit. Like holy crap, he's got this stuff. And then as you keep going along, you start and he a lot of his answers keep going. Well, I can't tell you that. Where I can't say, right. you start going, oh, oh God, okay, and then you find out like his company is this whole like 
almost like a kicks a, a, a crowdfunded company he's trying to start where he's looking for investors and you can pay you it's the minimum payment is $200 uh to be an investor in this company um and basically what it is it's it's this overall company where they're trying to do things with science they're trying to do things with entertainment they're trying to do things with uh uh literature and it's just almost like this this whole front of of exposing the truth that UFOs and alien uh, life is real, uh, that the entire you know universe is teeming with it, and uh, and that it's time for everybody to know about it because I feel like it's because we're calling it's coming to this culmination that we're going to have some sort of encounter with an outside uh, race. Now, the biggest thing that I took away from this interview, and Chris, you can tell me if you agree with this or not, and I think it's very valid and important to bring this up when we start discussing the next part of this, is that he the, he was asked repeatedly by Rogan, like, why you specifically are the one who they told all this stuff to? And he said more than once, because he had a service to offer them, a.k.a. they could use him. Yep. And, and that was the main reason. Like he like uh, so you got to remember that when we get into this next part because I think uh, and I, and I'm assuming everybody's kind of figured out now we're talking about all this this big release of information and UFO uh, and that's really famous I would say it's famous now UFO video and all this kind of stuff's coming out and uh, it was a big New York Times article which is the biggest thing we're going to be drawing most of this from yeah and he has a lot to do with this so. Uh, so I think it's also important to remember when we're saying all this, and I think that's the most the most brutally honest he was during that interview, was that the the uh, Pentagon or whoever it was he was referring to, because he would never say names or anything like that, that they knew they could use him. He was useful to them. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of creepy, man. Now that you mentioned, but it, that. yeah, but it makes sense though. It really does. It, it's a, it's I've been saying it for a long time. Like uh, it's it's no it's. It's not going to be a surprise to listeners, even though I try to look for uh, the most real answers behind things, you know, what could logically explain a lot of the things we talk about. When it comes to alien life and UFOs, I've always been a believer. It's always this thing I've wanted to believe. I've seen, uh, you know, videos and, and I've, I've always had this thought that the the movies we see, the 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 comic books the tv shows the literature the all the music it's always been this thing that's been slowly kind of letting our whole race the human race get ready for the you know basically coming onto the scene like it's almost like saying okay look you you're a part of a bigger thing you're not just you on this little planet like you're a part of an entire universe uh, of uh, you know all kinds of races of aliens and I think that's the whole point of this. We've been we're being conditioned, and I feel like when you say he's being used as a tool, that's not far. That's not. I I feel like that's dead on because he can offer that. He can offer the music. He can offer the influence. His star power. Uh, the fact that he's been talking about this forever. It's not like all of a sudden he's going to start talking about it, and people will be like, "Oh, Tom DeLonge's gone crazy. Stop! Don't listen to him." You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because he's always kind of talked about this stuff. If you really pay attention, yeah. I mean, in that Rogan interview, he he sounded a lot like me, and I assume you guys growing up. He would be the one, like Chris said earlier, going to the library checking out those books, yeah. You know about about UFOs yep. and stuff, and that's what got him started. Said he'd be on tour reading five or six of these books. But a lot of it sounds so bizarre that you can see why. Like the, you, when you listen to it, you can tell Joe Rogan starts to get to a point where he thinks Tom's just crazy. Yeah, and. You can see why, because a lot of the stuff he says sounds completely 
insane, like far out there. So I don't know how much of it is real, how much of it is is uh, embellished to hope, hopefully sell shares to, to get this information. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Right. But the, the core of it, the stuff that he's saying, like this is real, um, it's 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 fascinating. And it's to me, it's freaking exciting because it just means like – I don't know. It just think of what that means overall, like to us as a human race, where we stand in not only our solar system, but the, you know, the world or the the universe, the galaxies, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's both exhilarating and terrifying. I think anyway, sweet. Let's get into it. All right. So, uh, according to this article, uh, we're we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna go off the very first uh, article, um, I believe it's the very first article in this series. Um, there's a ton of stuff to get, you know, as far as these articles go. So I figured we could just do the first one here, which has the, as Johnny put it, the meat and potatoes of the whole thing in it. Um, apparently, uh, this program was called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, uh, and its annual budget was $22 million, and that was and it was started in 2007 by Harry Reid, who was the... Uh, what was Harry Reid in Senate, 2007? He was uh, the Senate Majority Leader at the time. That's what he was, the Senate Majority Leader. Um, and it was him and two other senators, and they apparently they all kind of had an interest uh, in space and in, you know, unexplained phenomena and UFOs and things like that. Yeah. There are some different parties too. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And and the the sad thing is the other two guys are dead now. Yeah. Only by a couple of years, but still, but Um, the thing, the thing in this first, uh, paragraph that really kind of, this is, I think this is a big reason why they get so many conspiracy theories about things. And I understand why the government doesn't say everything. I get it. But like they made sure that this twenty two million million a year was almost impossible to find. That's how the article states it. Yep. So when it is found, people are like, Well, what else are they hiding? I mean, it's obviously gonna be your first question. Yep. And I hate oh, that it has the word threat in the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they when they first formed Project Blue Book uh back in the fifties, that was the that was the main goal was to determine if these things were friendly or if they were right. a threat. Um, right. I've even I've even heard uh, theories that there were uh, so-called factions, you know, that believed this was some kind of Russian weapon. Oh yeah, you know, or, or some kind of or some kind of Russian uh, intelligence gathering uh, tool. Well, that's always going to be a part of it too. I mean, that's well, other yeah, thing. Considering it was in the Cold War, I mean, it would it doesn't surprise me. Right, and that's the other thing to remember too. I think that's later on in this article somewhere. I don't remember where I it exactly, but not to skip ahead too far. But uh, when we say UFO, it doesn't necessarily always mean it's an alien craft. It just means we don't know what it is. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that is that is covered in, in this article. You're right. Yeah, I think somebody says it somewhere down there, but we yeah, haven't gotten well, Yeah. Um, so apparently this program was run by a guy named uh, Luis Elizondo, uh, who worked on the fifth floor of the Pentagon in the C ring, which is kind of in the middle of where the, uh, of the Pentagon, because there's, there's five rings and the C ring is kind of the one right there in the center. Yeah. It's the one that the, rules them all. The E ring is the <laughs> one that's like out, you know, that faces towards the parking lots and stuff like that. Um, yeah. so that would make the A ring 
what, Johnny Mordor? I guess so. And depending yeah. on it's five years old, judging by the rings. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it'll and it'll stay that way uh, yeah. forever. Oh, um, <laughs> oh man! So, according to the Defense Department, uh, they shut this program down in 2012. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the let me let me ask this real quick because it's very related to what you just said. Now, Carter, you mentioned earlier, and of course, I'm assuming Chris has also definitely heard of Project Blue Book. If you're into aliens, you've definitely heard of that. But it's obvious after they. Uh, and I'm using quotation marks, close that, that they were still studying this stuff. Do yeah. you think there was ever a point where the government or some somebody, some higher up, wasn't at least taking a look at some of this stuff? Oh, obviously. Well, I think, I think if you turn it over to private industry, that's a different thing because then they can say, oh, we shut this program down. We're not funding it anymore, blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, what, I'm, what I'm saying is – even when they quote unquote shut one down, they're still kind of looking into this stuff. Yeah, that's my point, obviously, because yeah. well, yeah, it would be a private company that has a government contract, right? Yeah. No, not but there's, there's no, still the government. I'm though. saying yeah, even well, yes, if, even if it's not private, still the government, but they can they can then say. No, I don't think so. I, I'm I see what Johnny's saying, and I agree with what he's saying. Even when the government says we've shut it down, they didn't really shut it down. They're just saying right. they did. You know, like it's still running. As in the within the government itself, not even a private well, contractor, right? Well, yeah, it's all it's all about. Remember, remember in Independence Day when Bill Pullman's like, "There is no Area 51," and his uh, Secretary of Defense is like, "Actually, Mr. President, that's not entirely accurate." Well, exactly. Yeah, then, yeah. They, then they yeah, get to Area weasel. 51, and the president's like, "Why, why, why didn't anybody tell me about this?" And and the guy's like, two words, Mr. President: plausible deniability." There was a that's it, right there. It's, it's plausible deniability. This way, the government can can look people in the face and say, "We're not funding this. We're not looking into it. We're not doing this. We're not doing that." When in reality, they actually are. Exactly. We're just not paying for it. I don't know. I I watched this documentary today, and they were interviewing an, an ex CIA agent, and uh, he was doing basically. He knew he was going to be dying. Like he was going to die in a month. He had kidney failure, and so he wanted to get a lot of things off his chest. A lot of the secrets he kept. Some of the things he had experienced. One of them was where uh, he was brought in. To go and uh, ch- like go to Area 51 and Area 51 S4 and check out like some of the stuff going on there. But he told a story um, that he had heard one of the guys tell, uh, or maybe it was he. Oh no, he was there at the time. Um, apparently, Eisenhower was it Eisenhower at the time? Oh, now I can't remember which which uh, president. It was one it was. of the presidents. But I, I feel I like it was, I feel like it was Eisenhower, and he he had heard that Area Fifty One's going on, and he wanted to know why why what was going on there. Why were they pouring money into there? And they were just like, uh, Mr. President, uh, unfortunately, we can't tell you that. And he's like, What are you talking about? I'm the president. And he said, You're going to tell me what you're doing, or I am going to. Uh, gather the army and we will invade that base and find out what you're doing. And, and the it, CIA was probably like, excuse me, Mr. President, you're a temporary employee. <laughs> yeah, well, You do not have a security clearance high enough to know about this. Actually, they told, I think they ended up telling him. Um, yeah, that was the whole, that was that guy's whole point. <laughs> that's the reason he went there Yeah, was to uh, see and report back to the president. Oh yeah, that's saw. what it was. And he was sent out there yeah. to see what it was and report what he saw. And so that's my point. Like seeing all this stuff, um, makes me believe this is real stuff so i do believe that even if the government says they shut it down it's still going on because if i believe it's real it's there for them to look into and figure out what's happening yeah what i was trying to say is even though they say they've shut it down they haven't really ever shut it down right uh one it's of the been things, going on forever yeah one of the well, things they always they can just 
just give it another name. You guys have seen the Bourne, uh, the well, Bourne yeah. franchise, right? All the Jason Bourne movies. Well, yeah. What I've do they the do? They three. just give it, they just give it another name. Uh, yeah. Right. That's yeah. what they that's what they do throughout the entire film series. They just give it another name. Carter, I'm surprised you didn't pull up this info at the very beginning here about how in 2007, uh, when Harry Reid made this decision to start pouring money into the, you know the research of this the money went into the aerospace research company run by your friend billionaire entrepreneur uh robert robert bigelow, bigelow. yep male yep. gigolo <laughs> <laughs> now for our for our listeners two things one uh i'm gonna back up a little bit here uh chris mentioned s4 uh and for our listeners that don't know about this Area 51 supposedly has a super secret area called S4 that you have to have an even higher security clearance uh, to get into. Right. We talked about um, so Bob- the secret base has a secret base, right. which is really weird. We talked about Bob Lazar uh, on an earlier episode, and we did kind of make fun of a lot of the stuff he said. Now I kind of want to go back and revisit his story. Uh, and, Dude, and, seriously. You know what I'm saying? Because some of it just yes. sounded crazy out there. So you were just like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But um, – Lazar, you know, talks about having gone to Area 51 to work, but when they, he got there, that's just where he landed. It's not where he worked. He he went there. He was debriefed. Then they went about 15 miles south um, and to this place where, like, there were these nine hangars with it, like, they're completely hidden in the side of mountains. Like, you couldn't even tell they're there. Um, and so... That's the thing. That's the that's where S four is, and people are always talking about like Area fifty ones where they keep you know UFOs and alien bodies, and that's that's actually where they're wrong. Some of the stuff I was looking into today, uh, apparently S four is where they keep that stuff. Area fifty one is where they test the stuff that they're trying to implement into like the you know the Air Force and 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 our military. Because um, you know back in the day when people were seeing all those weird lights, and then all of a sudden we had you know, the stealth bombers, things that couldn't be seen on radar. And it seemed like spaceships, you know what I mean? When these, when these uh, planes were first coming out when I was a kid, I was like, holy crap. You know what I mean? Like this thing looks futuristic. Like this is what you're saying. Now you know about this. So it makes you wonder like, oh, hey, you know, uh, invisible to radar. Is it, so does this mean that the Philadelphia experiment did actually happen? And that's how they tested it? Do you see how crazy this is? No, exactly. You're exactly right. Um, Let's now, get, to get into back it, to what dude. we were yeah. talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, for our listeners, Robert Bigelow is a guy who owns uh, or is is the CEO of or was the CEO. This this company shut down. It was called the National Institute for Discovery Science. And at one point, this company or whatever you want to call it uh, owned a place in Utah called Skinwalker Ranch, which we have covered on an episode uh, before. So that again. To me, that adds a little credence, a little bit more credence to this story in the sense of they, here's a guy that they already know is into weird phenomena and studies it on a regular basis uh, with at, at this ranch because now, according to this, he owns that ranch and still owns that ranch in Utah. Um, so to me, that just adds a little bit more to it. You know, here's this guy. And they kind of knew to come to him about it. Uh, it says within this article that uh, uh, Bigelow is actually a longtime friend of Harry Reid's, yeah. which is which is even more interesting in the sense of. So what does Harry Reid know, you know, about about Skinwalker Ranch and the National Institute for Discovery Science? What does he know, man? What does he have 
hidden away um, about this place. Uh, but I'm getting off topic. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so apparently... Yeah, there's a um, lot of rabbit holes with this stuff, man. We could go into dude, this, all different corners of, of... This is like falling down a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It really is. There's just, you know, branches and, and offshoots and all kinds of really... Cr- and it sounds crazy until you put it in context. Yeah. You know? Um so apparently, uh, the 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 company uh, that Mr. Bigelow owns, uh, Bigelow Aerospace, uh, produced documents. This is according to this article. I'm going to quote verbatim from this article. Uh, the program produced documents that described sightings of aircraft that seemed to move at very high velocities with no visible signs of propulsion or that hovered with no apparent means of lift. Now, that right there sounds like a textbook definition of a UFO to me. Right. Yeah. It's a type of, a type of flying object that you can't say, Oh, that's an airplane or, oh, you know, it's a, it's a blimp or whatever, you know? Um, now within this article, they do mention that video that you were talking about, Johnny, the, uh, the Navy F-18, uh, oh, yeah, chase, yeah, yeah. chasing the, uh, chasing the, uh, object. Uh, and apparently I didn't know this cause he can't, I mean, it's not in the video, but apparently those, those jets were launched off the, uh, off the Nimitz, uh, off coast of San Diego, which I did, I, you know, you, you think of something like this and it's like, oh, it's probably, you know, out in the middle of nowhere or, you know, the middle of the ocean or something, but no, nah, it's right off the coast of San Diego, which is one of those things that's really strange and kind of terrifying at the same time. So when it, when, when Harry Reid was asked about this, he admitted that he's not embarrassed or sorry uh, that he that he got this whole program going. He, he according to him, he thinks it's one of the the actual good things that he did uh, when he was a congressman. Um, now, according to this article, there were two other senators that were involved in this, uh, and you you know what, Johnny, you're right. One of them, uh, Ted Stevens, an Alaska Republican, and Daniel. Say it. <laughs> I can't say it, dude. In, in, in New Year, in I, New I apologize to this guy. I'm screwing up his name. Um, who was a, a Democrat from Hawaii? Um, were the only three people congressionally that were aware um, of this project. Apparently, Harry Reid said he didn't want to go in front of uh, Congress to request the funding for this, so it was simply taken out of the Defense Department's black budget. Now, we all know what the black budget is for. It's for programs that they don't want you to know about. Weapons testing, uh, the, the stuff you, you mentioned a, while, a minute ago, Johnny, you know, uh, it, invisibility to radar, stealth technology, all those things originally grew out of the black budget. And they don't even have an, an estimated number of what the, the quote-unquote black budget actually is. It's just something that, that they throw money at. Right. So there's a good chance that this $22 million a year is BS. And it's just a number that they came up with. It's probably double that. It could be any number. That's I agree with you there. It could be whatever number they thought of at the moment. Uh, but uh, the other thing that I found really interesting in this article is that uh, when Reed was apparently interviewed for this, uh, he stated a couple of his influences for wanting to really take this seriously. One of them, of course, was 
Mr. Bigelow, but the other one uh, was uh, John Glenn, who, of course, was an astronaut uh, and a former senator from Ohio who said, I'm going to read this uh, from the article. Uh, he said, uh, uh, Mr. Glenn had told him he thought that the federal government should be looking seriously in the UFOs and should be talking to military service members, uh, especially pilots, who had reported seeing aircraft they could not identify or explain. Now, the reason that that has a lot of weight with me is not only was this guy a senator, but he's been to outer space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, John Glenn's a big name. He was an astronaut. So yep. that's, so that's, if anybody, uh, you know, would have any weight on this, I would be listening to that guy. And of course, he's since passed away, sadly, he passed away in uh, 2016, I think. But, you know, so that to me really raises the bar on this of uh, if this guy thinks we should be looking to, into this, then uh, obviously we should be. Yeah, it's it, not a, it's not, it's no longer classified, I guess. Well, the government has long had a history of uh, at first saying that, no, that's not true, and then officially admitting things. I mean, Area 51 is a great example. You know, Everybody knew that Area 51 was there, but for, gosh, decades and decades, the government said, we don't know what you're talking about. Yep. But if you went to Area 51, there's literally signs that say, if you step here, we'll shoot you, and we have the right to. And the second you got close, there'd be vehicles watching you. So. Yep. You know, it's, it's, the government has done so. This is why, also, this is did not surprise me that I love all this information that's coming out. The government's finally admitting things left and right, and they will. But also, we got to keep in mind that they're probably doing so for their own best interest as well. True. Well, yeah. that's yeah, that's something to consider too. Because if they thought it was beneficial to not tell us, they wouldn't tell us. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, which is what they've been doing. Yeah, you know, that's that's what they've been doing. Um. You know, guys, here's another. I, I finally found before the show we were talking about this. I finally found the passage that I had marked. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh, verbatim again from the article. Uh, under Mr. Bigelow's direction, going back to Robert Bigelow here, Bobby Biggs, <laughs> uh, the company modified buildings in Las Vegas for the storage of metal alloys and other materials that Mr. Elizondo and program contractors said had been removed from unidentified aerial phenomena. Nice. They're literally admitting within this article that they have recovered crashed UFOs. Yep. So all of that stuff that we saw on the X-Files, the books that I've written, all of the, you know, oh, the, they have crash retrieval units you know, that come in and clean this stuff up when it yep. happens. Uh, that's what these, you know, these, these guys literally, that's the only thing that they do specifically. That is their job. Um, yeah. remember we saw it on the X-Files many, many times. Saw yep. it on the X-Files. Remember when Mulder went to, uh, South America that time Yeah. in like the second season and the, and those guys showed up in the truck with the urban camouflage on and everything. Yeah. It, they're basically confirming all of this, Stuff that's supposed to be science fiction is now science fact. And then they also, and to continue reading what you were just reading, Carter, uh, I happened to accidentally be on the same paragraph that you were talking about. Uh, researchers also studied people who said they had experienced physical effects from encounters with the objects and examined them for any uh, uh, physiological, I can't pronounce words, uh, changes. <laughs> so in other words, you know, we've heard, I've heard many times, and I'm sure you guys too have heard this too, where some people will not only witness a UFO, but will have physical 
um, things happen to them from the actual encounter. Mostly I remember, burns. Yeah, usually burns. The one I really remember, I, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but uh, he had this really crazy encounter where you, with a UFO once where it burned his body, and he went to the hospital, and there's actually photos you can see. It looks like almost like he was hit by like a, a really hot grate or something, and uh, it was all over his body, and he had it for days and days and days, and there's a famous picture of it. Uh, so that, to me, is really, really fascinating, too. Not only did they study... Uh, they admitted to having a you know wreckage, but also they were studying people who were affected by this stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was an incident like that in Texas with two women and a and a kid that saw a UFO on on the highway, and and they were all uh, burned, and it actually melted the dashboard on the car too. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I've saw I've seen that. Uh, they call it the uh, Cash Landrum incident. And uh, uh, but yeah, that's man that, that that like that one paragraph right there, guys, is the crux of this entire article for and, me and elizondo was the guy that was heading this thing like he was yeah. heading this whole project and he's the guy like i was seeing in this article i was seeing in this article he's the guy that said that even though they said they ended it in 2012 that it wasn't true that it had kept going he said he continued to work with officials from the navy and the cia uh and outside the pentagon office until this past october so he, still like just months ago uh, when he finally resigned in protest to what he characterized as excessive secrecy and internal opposition. And this is what he said, quote, in his resignation letter. Why aren't we spending more time and effort on this issue? So he's definitely seeing things that make him think, like, this is real, guys. Why are we stopping this? Yep. Yeah, he literally he literally resigned his job he, over it. It feels like Fox Mulder because the next line says yes. Mr. Elizondo said that the effort continued and that he had a successor who he whom he declined to name. It's all <laughs> secret now. They're gonna keep doing it. It's deep throat. <laughs> you know, you know what smoker man. This is funny because I was literally watching the first X Files movie last night. Oh no. Nice. I was watching the new episode that just came out I, I, yesterday. I, I, I don't have cable anymore, so I can't watch the new episode. I gotta wait for them all to hit Netflix or something. It's called Hulu, my sir. <laughs> Do they have it on? Is it on Hulu? It is indeed. All don't of X Files. Don't play with my emotions, John. I'm not playing with it. Everything, <laughs> every season of X Files, including the new episodes, is on the Hulu. Oh, currently. Okay, yes. I'm gonna. Ha- I gotta check that out, dude. I gotta check that out. Um, but yeah, no, th- like this is literally what we watched when we watched the X Files or um, Fire in the Sky. Or, um, you know, there's uh, the fourth kind. We mentioned the fourth kind uh, earlier. This is, I mean, this is, this is, this is the, 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 there's not even words for it. Like this is a bombshell and, and it feels like no one is paying attention to it. I mean, I understand, you know, there's other crap going on in the world, especially right now. Uh, but yeah, we should, yeah, I agree with you. We should all be making mountains with our mashed potatoes. Yeah, seriously, this is bigger than yeah. all of this, man. This is I mean, this is like this is like one of the biggest things that the government has ever come out and and admitted, you know? Oh yeah, there's a lot here too. I mean, you could tell me tomorrow who actually killed Kennedy and I would still think this was was a bigger story. This is crazy. Heck for all we know, it's all intertwined anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm always of the mindset that the CIA and the mafia killed Kennedy over the Bay of Pigs, but that's just me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I, what I want to know is where is this place in Vegas, man? Because, he, because we we've we've talked about the Janet 
airlines that fly out of Vegas, just another non-existent terminal. The ones that fly people to and from Area 51 every single day. Yeah, right. So, and they fly out of they fly out of uh, the Vegas airport, and they're they're like unmarked uh, airplanes. They don't even have uh, they don't even have tail numbers. Did you see what just, Did you see what Bigelow said in an interview? <clears throat> I'm going to go a, a little bit before it and then go into what he says. So it says that this program collected video and audio recordings uh, of reported UFO incidents, including the footage from a Navy FA-18 Super Hornet showing an aircraft surrounded by some kind of glowing aura traveling at high speed and rotating as it moves. The Navy pilots can be heard trying to understand what they are seeing. Quote, there's a whole fleet of them, one exclaims. Um, The defense officials declined to release the location and date of the incident. Now, here's the quote by Bigelow. Quote, internationally, we are the most backward country in the world on this issue. Our scientists are scared of being ostracized, and our media is scared of the stigma. China and Russia are much more open and work on this with huge organizations within their countries. Smaller countries like Belgium, France, England, South American countries, Chile, are open, too. They are proactive and willing to discuss this topic rather than being held back by a juvenile taboo. Um, And that's the thing. Maybe that's why it's not being covered so much. It's because of this exactly. They don't want to be seen as like, oh, roll your eyes and turn off the TV. It's fake news. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, The the stigma that it carries in this country when what he says is true. There's plenty of other countries you can use use as an example that are incredibly open to this stuff and want to know and want to have answers. Yeah. For well, sure. and what's, what's interesting about the Bigelow quote is that, it, you know, taken in context, this is a guy who's owned Skinwalker ranch for, I don't know how long there's no telling what kind of weird shit he's seen out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean the stuff, yeah, the stuff that we talked about on that particular episode was just the tip of the iceberg as far as, as the phenomena that gets reported out there. Um, so, you know, for him to, to me, for him to say that is kind of like, he's almost saying, listen, guys, I've seen, you know, he's, he's, he's Winston Zedmore in Ghostbusters. I have seen shit that'll turn you white. You're talking about, you know, I, I've, I've seen some crazy shit and this, and this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Talking about Cats Big- and dogs Bigelow? living together. Living together mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Are you talking about Bigelow? Yeah. 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 For sure, because because it, it just you know this this guy, there's no telling what he's seen out there. And doesn't he do? I think I thought I read somewhere that he does. They do like research there on that ranch now. Yeah, supposedly so. We just don't yeah. know what kind of research because I think we know what kind of research. I think we know what kind of research of if Harry <laughs> Re- he's Harry Reid's friend and they're pouring money into the research uh, of what the Pentagon, you know, all of these aerial things. Um, yeah, that's not a question, dude. Well, to borrow a phrase from the internet, picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I gotta see this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, Skinwalker Ranch is almost as closely guarded as Area Fifty One is. Man, you can't, you can't get anywhere near that place now. So, for Bigelow to say something to me is a, a very tell, you know, thing. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I would, <laughs> I would really, I would love to see get full, you know, a full interview about this like a nice long barbara walters you know kind of that might be the next thing because most of this article also focuses on uh elizondo and And how he hello hello 
He's breaking up a little bit. Not you, Chris, but Carter is. Yeah, he's not even there now. Oh, the CIA is knowing what we're doing. I told you. And Carter doesn't want the answer, so they hit him first. You there, Carter? He's really not there. See, I told you, dude, the CIA is not playing games, man. <laughs> Go ahead. There Hello. he is. I just heard him. Hello. Carter? Hello, Carter. Yes. Let, me, let me try there. this. Hello? You there, Carter? That didn't work, so. Dude, I cannot believe I mean, I'm still here. Hello? (laughs) He's coming in and out. (laughs) We got an hour. You guys are going in and out, too. We got an hour into it. This is what happens. Oh, my God. This is crazy. I'm glad you have this recorded. This is insane. Can you hear us, Carter? Carter. I think he's I think he's gone. Hanging with Mr. Carter. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that show. I remember that show. It was a fun show. Yeah. Carter, you there, he, buddy? He played basketball. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, there he went. Dude, he's taught see, the CIA caught all his ranting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's insane. Uh oh. What were you saying? That let's keep going until we get him back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gone completely now. Let me let me see if I can add him. Should they? Should we give the listeners this entire episode as is, so they can see what we deal with, and then we just let them know how that ended? Yeah. And then I will totally tell them what we're doing, and what we just did. And then. Yep. And then recap that <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, I'll go. I'll read this part. It's about uh, Elizondo, or Elizondo. I always want to take an eye out for some reason. Mr. Elizondo has now joined Mr. Uh, Putoff, I guess that's how you say his name, and another former Defense Department official, Christopher K. Mellon, uh, who was a Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. How would you like to have that on a name, Black? <laughs> uh, in a new commercial venture called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science, which is the Tom DeLonge thing. Yeah, uh, they are speaking publicly about their efforts as they as their venture aims to raise money for research into UFOs. Uh, in an interview, Mr. Elizondo said he and he and his government uh, colleagues had determined that the phenomena they had studied did not seem to originate from any country. And if you read before this, it's where he's talking about his resignation. He resigned on October fourth. Uh, said there was a need for a more serious attention to the and this is his quote. The many accounts from the Navy and other services of unusual aerial systems interfering with military weapon platforms and displaying beyond next generation capabilities, a.k.a., you know, uh, weird, crazy, wild stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy, dude. Very crazy. Did we, get, did we get Carter back? No, he's not there. I think this is the end of the show. But like you said, we were at the end there. We're kind of like the, the whole idea is that. They this article came out uh, at the beginning of December, and they showed the video of the fighter pilots. And I'm actually going to play the footage of the fighter, so you can listen to what they say. I'll play that at the end of the show here. Um, but the whole idea behind it was that this happened, and they're admitting it, and we're not hearing so much about it. Uh, and but it is crazy. So so pay attention because uh, you never know what's coming. Um, I hear Carter now. There he is. is yeah, I think I made it back. There he is. Whoa. The aliens returned to me. So we just totally finished the show. 
Yeah. That's okay. That's I'm over here like, what's wrong with my Wi-Fi? Is it working? Is it not working? What's going on? So it wasn't now, working for a reason. Now the uh, now the <laughs> listeners know the curse is real because I'm putting this all out, dude. They're going to experience the curse. Uh, we yep. just basically talked about how the Elizondo guy, you know, how he he reti- he left there and went to join Tom DeLonge's uh, new project, and how crazy it is that this is really happening. Yeah, I man, this is all very telling. You know, it yeah. just it, nobody has to say anything. It's just their actions are 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 speaking it without words. I feel like yeah, mov- the- I feel like moving forward, we can't call it a curse anymore. We got to call it the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're like that. Uh, what's that? What's the name of that radio show? Coast to Coast AM. Where that yeah. guy? Where that guy called? Where that, in that guy one called time? in? Yeah, <laughs> and, the whole, and the whole radio station shut down for like a yes. brief second. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think the reason the reason I call this historical is that this is the this is they admitted this stuff. This stuff they admitted. Yeah. So this is all of them coming out and saying, yeah, this this stuff that they're saying in here is true, and that to me is why this is a pretty big deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's that's that to me. And I think the other thing that makes it interesting is that we're we're quoting an article from the New York Times, not the National Enquirer. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a reputable newspaper. It's it's it's, it's not tabloid journalism, it's actual journalism. Two sentences right here in the middle of the article. In response to questions from the Times, Pentagon officials this month acknowledged the existence of the program, which began as part of the Defense Intelligence Agency. Officials insisted the effort had ended about after five years in 2012. But they say here, Pentagon officials say this was real, and they did do this. Makes you wonder what else is real, man. Cray cray. I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, throwing that out there. What else is real? Hmm. I think it's all real. Yeah. Do you think uh, that different colored M and M's have a different taste? Because I don't. I think if they, <laughs> I think if they discover Captain America frozen in the ice, I'm not going to be one bit surprised. Do you think Stella actually did get her groove back? <laughs> no, I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. <laughs> and do you believe there is one last Jedi? Oh, oh, we're not going down go. that rabbit hole. All right, guys, let's uh, let's wrap up the show and, and uh, let the people off the hook. This this, this episode kind of went a little weird and crazy there for the, for a minute. Just a minute, just a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a bit. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, you guys the can CIA find me. <laughs> you guys, you guys can find me uh, on my other podcast. That's called. Uh, Retro Bliss, it's on this very same network, as well as iTunes and Stitcher. We have a Facebook page, Instagram page. Just search for your uh, Retro Bliss. Also, do art. Look at uh, You can look at it on Johnnyism28 on Instagram. Also, uh, me and Chris uh, have another show coming out. It's kind of a, like a sister show to this one, kind of, in a way. Uh, it's called The Abnormal Times. Look for it coming pretty soon, I think. Is that right, Chris? Am I making that up? Yeah, no, it should be out. I'm hoping by this, by the end of this week. Oh, well, we are at the end of the week. Hopefully by the beginning of next week. Should be up by then. It's yeah, submitted, man. On, Come on, iTunes. You were waiting on iTunes. They take a, they take their own sweet time with this stuff. So that's me. I, and that's me, Johnny Townsend. I'm I'm out. Carter? It's one, it's one of y'all's turns. Is it my turn? I was gonna okay. say, do we lose I'm, Carter again? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm still here. I'm, I was like, I was like waiting for a cue from Johnny, but it's okay. Uh, I am Carter Johnson. 
Uh, you can find my books, uh, Meadowview Road, House on Deadway Lane, Crash Site, I'm sorry, Spider's Web, not Crash Site, Spider's Web, and Nightfall on Amazon. And you can find me on Facebook also. Sweet. As always, guys, if you found this episode on accident, head over to our network, BICBP-radio.com. Uh, you'll find this show as well as a number of other ones. When you find something you like, head to iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you subscribe, follow, comment, rate. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, History Creeps is on Instagram, though I haven't updated it since I think it's the sagging blimp. Do you guys remember that story? Yes. I think yeah. that far You're back right was the last. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to just go crazy and upload a whole bunch of pictures to coincide with our past episodes. But we are <laughs> on Instagram at History Creeps. Also, find us on Facebook, History Creeps Podcast. Um I believe oh I do another podcast if you're interested. It's uh it's Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. I do it uh with my buddies Anthony and uh Brandon. Good lord. I almost I was I was blanking there and then I almost said Trevor and that's not right. That's retro bliss. <laughs> And that's not even my show, so uh, <laughs> good lord. CIA's scrambling our brains tonight, guys. No kidding, right? CIA. Hat on, dude. We did it, dude. We did it. We made it through the end. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you next week if the men in black haven't come by. For Carter Johnson, for Johnny Townsend, this is Chris Chavez, or is it? Stay creepy. Stay creepy.